Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. One oh one five FM, seven twenty AM, K Don, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. Oh, yeah. It's War Games time. I think something like that. We are excited to be with you here for a second hour of the Mark Hoke Show. We've got Andrew Fish Fane. Fish, what's up? What's going on? You feeling fishy? Yeah, a little. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, guys, they got something going on in the background there. Joe DeFalco is back on the air with us from Future Stars of Wrestling. Joe, what's going on? Well, considering you sent me a message on Friday, you're like, hey, we got two hours tomorrow. So I'm sitting on the phone, and I said, that's why I asked you what time the show was. So I'm sitting there yesterday at 9 o'clock waiting for a call that I don't get. Then I wake up today, and I get up at, eight o'clock because I know I got to get a call and then I don't get a call again. And I'm like, did this guy send me a text on Friday saying that we had two hours tomorrow, meaning on Sunday? Oh, I misunderstood you. Cause I thought you said you were coming on at nine o'clock. Yeah, so, apparently right, it's a miscommunication. Oh no. Oh, well that, well that explains the confusion there. So That's lots why of you said tomorrow. I'm like, Hey, what time is it? Well, then we all screwed up, but that's okay. I apologize. Well, I thought I was getting ghosted there. No, no. We we just uh, miscommunicated, and uh, I'll take the blame for that. So there we go. Well, Joe, welcome to the show. Good to have you on, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Getting ready for some NFL Sunday teaser day. These teasers. Teasers are deadly. Not as deadly as parlays. Best best bet in, in football. The only bet you can actually win on. Well, there you go. And absolutely, there you have it. What do you, what do you guys like today, real quick? Give me, give me one bet. Fish. Uh, I like the Commanders plus the points. I think the Eagles win, but I think the game is close. All right, Joe. What do you what, what do you got? Give us a good one. Uh, I have no idea. No idea. That's all right. I, I, the second one, I like the Colts over the Chiefs. Is Jacksonville can't win two in a row? Okay, there you go. Jacksonville playing the Chargers. And of course, don't forget go to betonline.ag through the Mark Hoke Show website and you know place your bets, have fun. All right, so let's uh, let's head to WWE land and talk about what's going on over there. And and before we get into what happened on the shows, that announcement came out about Survivor Series. That Survivor Series is now going to have two War Games matches. For those that don't know what a War Games match is, you have. 
basically alternating competitors going in on five man, four or five man teams into a double ring steel cage. It was a Dusty Rhodes invention, wasn't it? Yep. And the boys are beating each other up. And maybe the ladies too sometimes. But I would imagine there would be one male, one female war games. So let me ask you guys this because the war games match, typically you lead up to a war games match. There is something that has caused some sort of friction between two factions or groups of people that get you in a steel cage where you want to destroy each other. We have just announced that to change up Survivor Series a little bit, which typically, when it first started, you had groups of five-man teams, and you would have multiple matches, and then as it's gone on, they've had Raw versus SmackDown. They've whittled it down to one, maybe two Survivor Series-style matches. But now we're announcing that we're going to do War Games matches, and to be honest with you, not... One, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, with war games, how are you going to get to that point? Because they're, well, because they're doing it backwards, as opposed to having the 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 animosity and then the match. They're having the match, and the, now they're going to have animosity that leads up to the, these two teams being so bad that they're going to be fighting in a war game style match. I mean, I would have gone with, you know, maybe announcing it down the road, where all of a sudden, okay, now we're going to do war games matches. We announced we're having Survivor Series. Of course, and then announce we're going to have a War Games match. Joe, what are your thoughts on uh, what WWE is doing with Survivor Series, adding these War Games matches in, and especially the st- stage that they are? Well, I think it's great. There's no no better match than the War Games match. Now, how they're going to set that up? You know, I'm pretty sure back in the day, WCW announced the War Games, and then we kind of had, you know, what we're going to do. As that progressed, when when is the Survivor Series? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. Right around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So we're talking right, so three pay per views down to the build road. Build it up, so it's not a big deal. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. I, I you know I, I, it isn't. You know you're you're going to assume, but again, who's who who can go four and four with the bloodline? You know, I highly doubt they're going to do uh, you know the brawling brutes versus Imperium in a war games match, or at least I hope not. Like that doesn't seem to be like the appeal. Like you would think the war games match is going to be the main event. It's, and and I, I would imagine they were going to set it up at some point with because of the way that the storyline is going, that Sami Zayn is going to end up having a, an issue with the bloodline. So the bloodline is going to be Roman Reigns, the Usos, and Solo Sokoa against Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and probably two other people. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I mean, I think the bloodline is, you know, I think that would probably be one of your teams, I would imagine. You know, that that, that would, makes sense. That would make sense. Maybe it's the bloodline versus Judgment Day. Judgment Day. <laughs> that was really? a joke, just because they're another faction. Oh, okay. Well, and it, Dominic goes over, brother. Yes. <laughs> oh, Dominic gets and involved. and Eva Marie comes back and is the manager. Oh, never mind. Well, stop it. Oh, you guys, I can see it happening. It's a schmoz. Fish, you got your Dominic turn. Be happy. Be happy, please. Can you just let it go now? It's done. Fish. Fish. Yeah, I will let it go. Okay, thank you. Just wanted you to acknowledge there real quick. Speaking of acknowledging, Sami Zayn is now an honorary oos in a, I thought, a pretty good promo. Sami Zayn has now been semi-officially in, inducted into the bloodline with Roman Reigns. And, but I, and I got to say, Sami has done some amazing work with this thing. Uh you know, it, I still remember him as El Generico taking on Kevin Owens back in Ring of Honor, and Sammy has just continued to been able to be able to morph himself into different characters as well, and I think he's done a great job. And he is just getting universally praised for what he's been doing with this. Of course, he's going to turn on turn on these guys at some point, but I think this has been very well done, and and they've somehow made Sami Zayn fit into this group, which I'm still stunned about. Uh, Joe, your thoughts on Sami Zayn's work as he is now an oos? 
I, I think the everything they've done in that storyline has been has been excellent. Uh, bringing uh, Solo Sokoa in makes perfect sense. Uh, the the tension between the two Usos, one you know hating Sammy, the other liking it, but probably liking more the fact that he gets the egg on his brother because Roman is you know every time they you think that, oh, this is it for Sammy, and one of the Usos gets all excited, and then, you know, now he gets the shirt. It's like, it, it's brilliantly done, and it shows that WWE does have some capable writers, <laughs> and you wonder why that one out of 20 storylines is worth a crap. Fisher, what do you think? I, I think that that there's, WWE has a long ways to go to, to, to fix a lot of what that's ailing them at this point. Well, and, and the thing, you know, it's sad because you still got stuff going on, like the maximum male models. You know, I think that's going to be going away pretty soon. Um, you know, just some other, a little bit of goofy stuff here and there, but you know, I, I mean, WWE seems to be on the right track, and we've got some pretty good stuff happening in, in WWE. My, my question point. in all that is, what is the end game? You know, Sami Zayn's not going to beat Roman Reigns. Is Sami Zayn and Owens going to be the ones to topple the Usos? That's where I would think I would go if that's where they plan on, you know, turning Sami Zayn. If he turns and nobody wins anything, then it ends up being a waste of time. Well, I mean, it seems that they're setting up something with Jey Uso as well. Because you could see the, the, the animosity that Jey had when he was excited when he was ripping off the shirt, when he got to rip off Sammy's shirt, and then he got all ticked off when Sammy got the new shirt. Well, maybe he has so many DUIs they're going to get rid of him, and uh, Solo Sako is going to step in as the other Uso. And they maybe think we don't remember. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, you know, and they they actually see now as, as we're praising that too, they just did this angle on NXT where they took the North American title off Solo Sokoa, claiming he, boggling. He, he shouldn't have been in the match and Shawn Michaels is doing this whole thing to Yeah, it says to, I know I know how you feel, brother, and it sucks. Oh they, I don't I have no knowledge of understanding why they even bothered to do that. It makes absolutely no sense. No. And and I'm I'm really disappointed about it because I thought it would be great to have him running around with the North American title because all these guys would have championships and the bloodline extends down into NXT, you know, ties that programming together and and I think would have helped NXT in terms of drawing viewers having Sokoa as the North American champion because you just, you know, you get the interest in the bloodline down there too, and you never know what's going to happen. And now you broke that tie. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was very odd. And I know they're, I know they're taping shows because they're redoing the sets and all that kind of stuff. Because if you, you know, if you didn't see that last week, they changed the logo and they're going back to sort of the black and goldish area of NXT. So they're fixing everything up, but I don't know. Wasn't real happy about that. No, it, it just, again, it's right when it seems that WWE's on the right track. They start doing some weird stuff. Yeah. I was going to swear, but I said it. It was like you have the guy hold the title for a week to come up with this um, uh, bull storyline. Yeah, I mean, why give it to him in the first place? Yeah, it it, it made absolutely no sense. It's like... I'm, you know, it almost makes you think, hey, maybe that wasn't supposed to be the ending and that's how they, but, but it's like, there's no possible way. And it's like, who, why didn't anybody think ahead? Like, was the idea, like how many interim titles and ladder matches and vacant title matches, you know, between both companies? It, it, it's pretty crazy lately. No, absolutely. And and I know we were talking about this last hour, but I wanted to bring it up with you because I wanted this is something I wanted your opinion on AEW, something AEW did that was strange. We talked about Adam Page winning a battle royal to win a, a golden ticket for a title. Why would a company do that when they'd just given basically the exact same thing to MJF, you know, two weeks before? Again, it's Tony Khan. He makes a lot of nonsensical moves. It's like We've learned over the years he's walked in and he's gotten carte blanche from everybody. 
and he's the savior, and he's gotten a lot of people jobs. But booking-wise, he's come up with the most moronic ideas. You know, I'm still wondering what happened to when MJF won the ring. What did it actually accomplish? I thought he was supposed to get a title shot because of the ring, but then never heard anything about that either. That ring's very handy, though. Yes. All three of them. I think you should wear all three and punch somebody. <laughs> I actually got hit by somebody who took four class rings, put them on their on their fingers, turned them upside down, and smacked me on the top of the head. That didn't feel good. Actually, I think it was uh, it was just a way to get Brian Cage on the show. So they said, "Hey, let's do a battle royal." Well, it was good to see Cage on there, though. I got to say yeah, that I was actually talking to him the day before, and he was like. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. They're sending me, I have to leave tonight, he said. I'm like, he he, he was under the impression they were going to do some, like, you know, photo work and stuff. But then he heard something about a battle royal. And it should have been called, like, the last chance battle royal. And they should have had, like, 20 of the guys who never work on the show. And the winner <laughs> actually gets TV time. Now, that would be a bigger deal. Absolutely. <laughs> Joe DeFalco, everybody. Of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN. 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke, Andrew Fish, Fane, and Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. And of course, uh, the Mecca card coming up here soon, and Brian Cage is going to be on that, so we'll look forward to it. Oh, star-studded, man. It's loaded. That card is loaded. We'll give you a chance to talk about that towards the uh, towards and- the end of the show because it is, it is going to be a great <laughs> night for Future Stars Excuse of me. Wrestling. Uh, but we, we had uh, some... Pretty good stuff on Raw and SmackDown this week. Yeah, we did. One match that I really enjoyed, and I, I hope they do it again, even though it would maybe it seemed a little repetitive, but I thought it was a lot of fun, was Braun Strowman and Otis. Oh, absolutely. Getting, getting big beefy in there. Those guys throwing each other around, but I thought it was a lot of it fun. Was, my only problem with it was that when he power signed him the first time a couple of weeks ago, it was amazing. He did it again yesterday. I was like, okay, we've already seen that. It's not, I mean, it's still an incredible feat, but it's not as amazing because we've already seen him do it once. I'd love to see them really turn those guys loose. You know, we've seen Braun Strowman do some incredible feats of strength on WWE programming, and and Otis is no slouch either. I think, I think, I know you're kind of probably move Braun Strowman on, but I wouldn't mind seeing those two guys really get into it a little bit more. What do you think, Joe? Well, my issue with that was that's all fine and dandy, but you talk about going backwards. It's like he comes out and he lays out both of them anyway. So why do you have to have to destroy both guys in the tag team? Why are we supposed to believe that a one-on-one match is going to be any different? Because the tag team destruction was a quote-unquote blind side. Uh, nah, okay. I guess that's the way of doing it. But he laid out how many? Didn't he lay out like three or four tag teams? Yeah, everybody but the New Day. In the same match. So it wasn't like, you know, he randomly snuck up on two people. He was a little hopped up. It's all good. And again, it, obviously, where does Strowman go? He's going to have to wrestle a lot of these mid-card guys and reestablish himself because there's too much going on at the top. And, you know, if you didn't ostracize Otis and all these other guys so much, it would it would mean so much more. But instead, they, you know, it's like, okay, we're decided we're going to give him a good push and have a good match with Strowman, yet for the last six months we're going to present them as kind of goofs. And that's what I've always had that issue with WWE that they'll bury you for a while, and then all of a sudden, magically, you're good again. Well, the problem becomes, especially with a guy like who's Strowman's size, you're either a dominant uh, uh, factor in the main event scene, or you have to be kind of goofy. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's just inconsistency. I mean, they're not, they're not doing that with Bobby Lashley, which is good. Yeah. I mean, the match Lashley had with Rollins was phenomenal. And the same thing with Gunther. I think they're doing a really good job with both of those but, guys. But, but Gunther's size isn't the same as Strowman and Lashley's. Right. Now, but, I'm not saying Gunther's not a big guy. He is, but he's not. He's just not on their level size-wise. Well, he was. Then he uh, trimmed down. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but we're we're now getting, by the way, a, a fight pit match, I believe that is, at Extreme Rules. Just to call it a fight pit match. Of course, of course, real cost Rollins that U.S. title match against Lashley. 
So we are going to see Riddle and Rollins in a fight pit match, which I'm assuming is MMA style, kind of going back to that that crazy stuff well, they were it's doing. Probably a way to like allow Riddle to actually get a win. So <laughs> yeah, because well, I mean, obviously that's up Riddle's alley, but Rollins has been yeah. dominant. Yeah, Riddle loses an MMA match, boy. He's really done. He better hurry up for Orton to get back. <laughs> maybe maybe he'll get his contract tampered with by AEW. Who knows? But, yeah, so we're going to see Riddle and Rollins at Extreme Rules on that. Um, another match that got set up, which, Joe, I'm sure you might be pretty excited about, is Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre got into it a again. A strap match. And Drew challenged Cross to a strap match. For those that don't know how that works, a strap match is you take a giant leather strap, it is attached to each person's wrist, and you basically try to destroy them. And yeah, I don't know if they're going to do escape the, from each other. I so I don't know if they're going to do the thing where you have to go and tap all four corners. That's how you usually, yes. used to win a strap match. Uh, but yeah, but we'll see. That, that's that's the best option to me. I, I hate strap matches. You know, if you're going to. Do it, then have a Russian sickle match and get impaled by something. You know, have a, <laughs> and then we can have a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. No, you know the the main issue with that 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 it wasn't even the big story. The big story was the uh, the flash paper not working, and it almost really you know taking a dump that that whole angle. I was reading about it yesterday and. You know, they had to no-sell it, and I guess they had to ad-lib everything that happened after the fact because, you know, I guess the prop team didn't have the flash paper. Somebody else did, and I guess it didn't work. Yeah, because Scarlett tried throwing a fireball at McIntyre, and it didn't work. So she low-blowed him. (laughs) Yeah, so so she took care of that. Boy, I'll tell you, and Scarlett, you know, we we saw her – with with cross at one of Joe's cards and that code red still the most code, amazing code, code, code redding Jacob Fowl too. I mean Scarlet is something else. You know she is just an incredible performer and uh, very underrated. I think, but you know that that was an an unfortunate happening that happened. But that yeah. one move was well worth the price. Yeah, I sure. I agree. Oh, absolutely. I was I was marking out. You and me both. Yeah, that was that was something else. But I, I still, you know, certain things you may not remember. But that that's never going to leave the memory banks. Watching her do that, yeah, that, was, that was probably the pop of the night. No doubt about it. So, so we've got Drew and Karrion Cross at Extreme Rules, isn't it? It, it, it is. Is it Karrion or it's Killer Cross? Is it not? No, it's Karrion. It's Karrion. We're okay. back to Karrion again. again. You know, yeah. he's only Killer Cross in FSW. So, strap match for those two should be a lot of fun. Uh, another fun match that we had take place, the Brawling Brutes. And I would not have guessed that this match was going to be as good as it was. I'm not I'm not super big on Ridge Holland, but he and Butch, other, formerly Pete Dunn, taking on the Usos in that tag team title match on SmackDown. Man, I'll tell you what, the crowd was into it. A, a terrific, terrific work by all four guys. That one was a good one too, and you know we continue to see the brawling brutes getting over and looking good. And, and they went from a heel faction to you're right; they are now completely over. Okay. As you can see, see what happens when you actually put time and effort in trying to build something. Like those guys have quickly become. If they won the tag team championships. People would have not been like, oh, how, how did they make these guys win? And it's like, it, it's not that hard a process to make so many more guys relevant that that way when somebody does beat those guys or whatever people it is, it becomes a bigger deal instead of oh, like that. You know, Rich Holland was kind of like, you know, halfway out the door after, you know, messing up Big E, you know, and bounce back and I guess the best thing that Triple H did was bringing back the third guy from Imperium. Ah. Uh-huh. No, I, I will I was who, who said that? But, uh-huh. but I, I will say this. The, the other thing they've done is even though they haven't changed his name, they've changed Butch from that little yipping bulldog that used to be on the side of Spike. Remember in, in cartoons Spike and yes. little, they've turned Butch from that into the the into uh what was it the bruiser weight again. Yeah, I mean Pete Dunn as Pete Dunn 
everybody forgot when they called him up and made him butch how good he is. Oh, absolutely. And they he turned is. him into the bruiserweight again. And, and the moves he's doing with the, the joint manipulation and all of that. I mean, and he took a great spot when he was doing the, the shooting star press and got kicked. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And, and boy, I'll tell you what, we, we get Imperium and the Brawling Brutes. And I know we're going to have a rematch with Sheamus and Gunther in a couple of weeks for the Air Continental title. Man. Some hard-hitting well, yeah, good boy, stuff. The Survivor Series is coming up. If we could bring DOA and the Boricuas in, it'll be a great four-way. <laughs> well, yeah, then, then the corporate ministry has to be involved somehow. Oh, man. How about right to censor? Yeah. You got a Viscera come back? Big da- oh, wait. No, Viscera can't come back. Stop. Midian can come back, though. Yeah, Midian oh. can absolutely. Dennis, good old Dennis Knight. Oh, you guys. Uh, and they'll wear clothes this time. Oh, please. Oh, I'll tell you what. You know, I think we just need to take a break. It is necessary at this point. Mark Hoke, Andrew Fishfein, Joe DeFalco here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. More pro wrestling news and entertainment as we keep breaking down the happenings in WWE. We'll have more for you in just a little bit. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas, and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in, and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's soul rolls. Then dive into Family Soul's dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours in their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams, and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 728. I'm Mark Hoke. I'm Andrew the Fish Vane. And Joe DeFalco here on The Mark Hoke Show, the best pro wrestling news in Las Vegas. A couple bookkeeping things. Got to take care of it real quick. Make sure you guys head on over to Family Soul Restaurant. Get over there right now. Breakfast being served, 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108. Go to FamilySoulRestaurant.com. Mention KDWN and get that People's Choice special. Catfish, yams, and greens, just $15.99. That's Family Soul Restaurant. And also, don't forget, if you notice, the stock market kind of started to continue to bottom out, I guess. If your 401ks are hurting, go to TradingMadeEasy.com or TradingMadEasy.com and check out the world of automated day trading software. Chance to pick up some extra cash. So you can either go to TradingMadEasy.com and sign up for that free webinar or give them a call at 800-971-4160. And uh, Buddy James is going to take care of you, I promise. It's TradingMadEasy.com. The company is TradingMadeEasy.com. It's so simple. Just get rid of that. They only need one E in there. It's pretty cool. It's so simple, even fish can do it. Right. Thank you very much. Right. Absolutely. And I did also want to mention real quick, um, you know, we want to thank B. B. Bar- Brian Blair. <laughs> Easy for me to say. B. Brian Blair for coming on the show last week. And, of course, the Cauliflower Alley Club is having their 56th annual reunion here in Las Vegas, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday down at the plaza. And all you got to do is get a get a membership to be able to go and check out a lot of the stuff going on. Of course, they have the banquet. You can get a ticket for that, too. So we would highly encourage you to do that. Of course, if you don't know, Cauliflower Alley Club supports wrestlers in need and others that have been in the industry that have fallen on hard financial times, you know, for whatever reason. So you can go to CaulifloweralleyClub.org, get your ticket, get your membership, and you're going to be able to go to this 
all those the and, cool stuff they've got going if, on for three days at the plaza. If you go and happen to run into Leaping Lanny Poffo, <laughs> please find out why he had two pair of striped trunks in his bag. B-striped trunks. B-striped trunks in, yes. in his bag. It is something else. So, once again, uh, cauliflowerallyclub.org. You um, just so happened to have to, them. Uh, you know, I've gone in the past, and guys like Steve Austin and Jim Ross, uh, Ray Mysterio is actually getting an award. I know Conan's going to be there. So you're going to get a, a good opportunity to uh, to meet some good people. Sin Bodie's going to be selling his uh, line. He makes these amazing LJN figures, if you've ever seen, like from guys like from Andre the Giant. He's got a new one of Bobby Heenan that looks fantastic. And he puts them together. I know he usually has uh, a spot in one of the booths because that's what they do during the day. Yeah, so get on down there to the plaza. But like I said, you got to get, you have to get a membership to go, and it's twenty five bucks a year, and you're supporting a great cause. Or it's like three hundred bucks for a lifetime, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. So, cauliflowerallyclub.org, and I, and I'm, I know I'm going to try and get down there. We'll see if we can drag fish down too and check it out. So. Should be Maybe I'll ask Leapy Lanny Papa myself. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. I think that would be fantastic. So get on down there. It's going to be a, a terrific event. Um, let's see what else we got going on in WWE land. Well, actually, you know, before we do that, though, too, I, I, Joe, I wanted to ask you about this tampering issue with what's been happening with AEW and WWE reaching out to these AEW performers while they're still under contract. You're a promoter. You have your own organization. What do you think about what's been happening with this situation that WWE is trying to rope these guys from AEW coming back in that are still under contract, and they're not really supposed to be doing it? Yeah, well, they all do it. It's nothing that's, you know, uh, obscure. I was talking with somebody, and... They were like, yeah, I was talking to somebody, and he was, you know, checking it out for me, and that's from the opposite side. So everybody's always looking to see if there's any interest down the line. Uh, not the biggest deal. It isn't like, hey, MJF, we'll give you $2 million. You want to come over? Oh, okay. Hey, Tony Khan, I quit. I'm going to WWE for $2 million. It's like the contract's expires in 2024 mjf can run his mouth forever but it doesn't matter he can't go anywhere you know everybody's like oh malachi black he maybe he did do it hoping that he could get back to wwe but tony khan's not just going to release him and say oh okay you can show up on monday night raw tomorrow yeah i I mean it's just overblown it's kind of like you know Tony Khan with his little fits, like, oh, I can't believe WWE ran the same weekend as me. Like, are you, like, serious? Yeah, that one was kind of bizarre from that uh, that Being presser as well. Everybody so. runs WrestleMania weekend to piggyback off the 100,000 WWE fans. There's, like, literally 100 shows that weekend from companies including Impact and Ring of Honor used to run. Ring of Honor's biggest show was WrestleMania weekend when they had the Hardys versus the Bucks, and they they played it up because it was the Hardys. And that's what you do. You, you try to maximize what's best for your business. Yep. So Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, the whole community is kind of tied together, and, you know, it's not like – it's not like everybody's not talking to each other. No, it's it's, it's very incestuous. I mean, you have people married in, in separate companies, whether it's, uh, you know, Andrade and Charlotte or Zelina Vega, and it was Malachi Black, and now Malachi Black's a free agent. But, you know, people are everywhere. Yep. So, well, I don't know. Because in this day and age, every male wrestler is married to a female wrestler. It's weird. <laughs> it is kind of weird. I would think you'd want to... I mean, you know, that is interesting because you almost would think you you wouldn't want to have somebody in the industry, but obviously that's a that's a commonality. You know, right. so it's, you, it's hard to cheat on your spouse when she's right there. <laughs> Very true. Very true. By the way, did you guys see that story about Vince McMahon speaking of cheating? This was this was a funny one. I don't know if you if you caught this guys, but apparently Vince was having a little sit down 
with Ron Simmons, The Undertaker, and Two Cold Scorpio a while back. And that's an interesting trio. Yeah. You know, not, not interesting little group there. Were they goofing on Two Cold Scorpio? No, but Sable apparently walked by. And, of course, at the time, she was still married to Mark Miro and uh, Vince. This had, was a long while back because yeah. now she's obviously married to Brock Lesnar. But Two Cold Scorpio said that uh, Vince was apparently enamored. Yeah, in a nice way. That's a that's a nice way to say it. But apparently Vince was hot for Sable. And, uh, yeah, that, that conversation. Well, I heard he was pretty hot for, like, every single diva that walked through the door. And, you know, sometimes he found sunny days. I don't know. Oh. Maybe a sunny Sable day. Wow. That would have been a night. Not anymore. Now it's easier to find sunny, but uh, I don't know if you – never mind. Oh, Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my lord. That is a fish. That that was bad. I said never mind. I stopped. Horrible. Oh. Horrible. Oh, I'm my. offended. <laughs> I'm not offended at all. It's all good fish. You, no, you, I'm not either. You do what you gotta do. Um also uh by the way, added to the it looks like we're gonna have Bailey and uh Bianca Belair also at Extreme Rules. So For you know, a title match? You know, so yeah, so last week we had mentioned that you know we we had Logan Paul and Roman Reigns for a crown jewel getting a crown jewel, so we were kind of skipping a pay per view ahead, but now we get this match as well, and I think everybody's pretty excited to see Bailey uh, getting in there with Bianca again. You know, Extreme Rules is starting to set up okay. Uh, you know, what do you guys think about this card so far with living? You know, we had living Ronda in an Extreme Rules match, Riddle and Rollins in yeah, this pit, pit match in the pit match. McIntyre cross and now we're gonna get Bailey and Bianca Belair. You know, this is it's shaping up to be a typical lesser uh premium live event. Joe, what do you I just need to find out some info? Is there a betting line on cross? Why don't we get some insider trading? I don't I didn't see a I didn't see any lines for that one yet. The only thing I saw that is up at the moment on betonline.ag, and of course you go to markoakshow.com and click on the one of our links, you can get that big bonus. You know, 50% up to $1,000, which is pretty good. The only one that's up there right now I saw is the MJF line, if he's going to be world champ by the end of 2022. That's all we've yeah, got. Yeah, it's creeping up a little bit. Yeah, that's now a plus or minus 400 yes. So you can bet on that. Uh, plus 250 no. So you can you can see what you want to do on that. Pretty interesting. If MJF is going to win it, he's only going to win it at one of their big pay-per-views. So they're not going to give that away on television, probably. And they only have one more pay-per-view hey, hey, this hey, year. It's AEW. They, they like giving away things for free. They think they're WCW. That's a good point. You know, it could be on any... Di- hey, a special on AEW Dark, MJF shocks the world. You almost wonder sometimes if they're gonna, that you would have a title change on Dark. I wouldn't think so. But you never know with AEW. If you want to legitimize the show at all, you have to admit, you know, you have a minor title change. Yeah, you you make up a belt. You call it the 21-7 rule. (laughs) You get three hours of sleep. Make it the 21-6. You know, so you get Sunday off. I mean, that would be You can bring Brian Cage back and have him win uh, another belt like he did the uh, Taz belt that he won. (laughs) There you go. Uh, By the way, another story that broke out of WWE. Uh, discussing NXT about how their talents are, they're they're really starting to kind of crack down on how long they're going to be keeping people in NXT before they say enough's enough. And, you know, they've, of course, they've signed a ton of people right now. Um, you know, Shawn Michaels, of course, is now the Senior Vice President of Talent Development Creative. He, Triple H of... of- he, he has the role of Triple H head, correct? Yeah. So now, um, apparently, this is according to Cultaholic, that WWE Senior Vice President James Kimball uh, said that they are now evaluating developmental wrestlers every six months, and if they're not ready for NXT after two years, out the door, see you later. Joe, you... Later, you sh- Gabe Stevenson. Yeah, because you know, we're hearing about Gable Stevenson. Is, He's got another year. Is... Hasn't of course he was drafted on a show to Raw, but we haven't seen him yet. And apparently he was still debating if he was going to maybe have one more college season at Minnesota. Even though I thought he was a senior, but 
I, Joe, is that enough time? I mean, you train wrestlers at FSW Vegas. Do you, do you uh, think that that's enough to make a fair evaluation on somebody? Or uh, in our situation, not necessarily because you're starting from scratch. The guys they're signing, if they signed a Matt Vandergriff or a Jay Vidal, just like they did with Solo Sokoa, you know, it, these guys they they excelled at other levels. If Matt Vandergriff can't hang in two years and get somewhere, yeah, I'm pretty sure he deserves to be, you know, cut. But if you bring in a guy from scratch who happens to be uh, Dwight Howard, you're going to give him more time because he's an ex-basketball player who they think they have name value. So Gabe Stevenson and Dwight Howard and all these guys. And then there's even the lesser ones, the ones that they pulled out of, you know, bodybuilding or, you know, amateur wrestling in, in college. They're going to get a lot more time than if they're going to go out and sign the next indie darling. Because that indie darling has probably had a thousand matches and should be close to being ready anyway. Yeah, so you know WWE is trying to kind of you know find a way to set a line and streamline it a little bit. Yeah, everybody's going to be different. You have to treat everybody differently. You know, it's like the uh, the eye is like oh well he looked really good in training today so we're going to keep him around but you know it's it's going to be a combination of everything the attitude the work ethic but Joe Gacy and, and Grayson Waller both look pretty good down in NXT mm-hmm. along with Braun Breaker well yeah he should be up sooner than later because again these guys they got put in a position and they've excelled. You know, there's guys that we've seen, and there's like, hey, didn't they sign that guy? Oh, wait, didn't they release that guy? <laughs> and, you know, whether it's the system, because that's the one thing you do have to do is when you go to WWE, Matt Vandegrift can't be Matt Vandegrift. They're going to adjust his style to work that so-called WWE style, which is going to be more land-based, and he's not going to be able to do as many cool, high-flying moves because they don't want to blow it all up on one guy. Right. So NXT continues to morph and change. Of course, that is WWE's training ground. And they went back to the old logo, it looks like, or similar to it. A mix. Yeah, they got rid of the 2.0. The the puke is gone. The puke paint is history. Thank God. By the way, you mentioned... one now? Is it like Matt Hardy version (laughs) 2.1? Delete. Yeah, delete, delete, delete. Like, delete that red splotch, delete that blue splotch. I, you mentioned Indie Darlings, by the way, and there is a, a very intriguing situation coming up with Game Changer Wrestling with Moxley and Nick Gage that I wanted to get into here because Mox and Gage are scheduled to have a title versus career match at the GCW Fight Club event uh, coming up October 8th and 9th. That's going to be in Atlantic City. But, of course, Moxley is the GCW champion, but he's also the AEW champion, and I'm sure that Mr. Khan is not, would not be too keen on... Letting Nick Gage go over. Letting Nick Gage go over on this. But at the same time, you don't want to have Nick Gage retire. I mean, there would seem to be some easy ways out, but I'm just curious, guys. Schmaz. What do you think about... This situation that is, I'm sure it was pretty unforeseen going into this card, but now we've got a very intriguing situation. The AEW World Champion is going to be wrestling on a well, GCW card against you think their that, guys. So. I mean, we, we discussed last week that we all thought that Brian Danielson was going to win. Do we think that Tony Khan made John Moxley win just to put GCW in that situation? Oh. Here's facts that I know. Even when I was talking to some of AEW guys that I'm friendly with about, uh, you know, future events at the Mecca, I've talked to guys that we've used in the past, and a lot of the stuff had to be cleared through them. And in reality, even the lower-level guys, they didn't really want to put over any other talent on an independent show. And as I was speaking with them, the main thing they were was, hey, I'm not like John Moxley. 
John Moxley is the only guy in AEW who can do whatever he wants. He can work for me. He can work for GCW. He can go to Japan. His contract is he does whatever he wants to do. So if he's going to lose to Nick Gage, there is nothing Tony Khan is able to do about it. Wow. That's a fact. Hmm. Do you think Mox, I mean, you know, it would seem that, you know, obviously Nick Gage is not going to retire. So could could we possibly well, see? Well, Nick is uh, obviously hasn't wrestled in a while. He is so banged up. You know, I saw him at the one of the shows, and you know, you talk about Kurt Angle and and guys. You know, he is not in really good shape. You know, and sometimes the time comes, but you know, I I see Nick Gage winning myself just because. I can't believe that he would just go out and Moxley and GCW have a fantastic relationship. And if uh, Moxley wants to put over Nick Gage, which I'm pretty sure he would, if that's what the scenario calls, he's going to do it. Doesn't a contract like that for Moxley put Animus in the rest of the AEW locker room, though, because no one else could do that? I'm pretty sure CM Punk could have did whatever he wanted to, so... You know, everybody is different. I thought Brian Danielson had that same kind of contract as well, actually, that he could wrestle in Japan. You know, and a lot of those guys, Moxley is like a different breed, though. Like, he'll work Sammy Callahan's show. He'll work those shows, and you don't see Brian Danielson working any other show in the United States. And if he did work somewhere... Everybody would assume he would go to like New Japan and work for that company, which is a bit, which is a big deal. But John Moxley loves wrestling. He's friends with with Brett at GCW through the days from CZW, and his partner back in the day was Sammy Callahan. And he'll come in and he'll do those shows. And just as I know, and he didn't know me, and Cross hooked up the deal with him. He worked for a pittance of what he's getting. You know, John Moxley worked basically for nothing, and it was basically a tribute money that I had to give him to just thank him for being there. It wasn't a rake. It was just like, hey, throw him some money, take care of him. You know, he's doing this for us. Wow. Very interesting. Uh, Mox is a different cat. Yes, he is. That's for sure. I One other story that I did see this week that I thought was intriguing and could possibly write what I thought was a terrible wrong. Kurt Angle has said that he is open to possibly doing another match. And if you remember correctly, he was supposed to go out against John Cena. He I thought. he had a his retirement oh, match. Happy Corbin against Baron Corbin, which Corbin then was getting to brag about. So Corbin got a rub off of it. But a lot of people were really disappointed that Kurt Angle's last match was not against, shall we say, a more heralded opponent. And Angle, in a recent interview, said that, you know, in pro wrestling, anything's possible. Uh, maybe down the road I might have the itch to do it again. Um, you know, apparently he had knee replacement surgery and he's kind of seeing how it goes. But the poss- but he is opening up the possibility of having one more match, would you guys think that Kurt Angle should hop through those ropes one more time? If he looks like Only he did, he wrestles Ric Flair. If he, <laughs> if he looks like yeah, he did, after I get off the phone with you guys, I'm going to reach out to the representatives and I'm going to make a new headline match at Mecca Eight: Ric Flair versus Kurt Angle. Is that? Would that be Ric Flair? What would you call that? You call it. You call, you'd get Depends to sponsor it. Uh, Ric Flair's last last. You know, Terry Funk did retire like eleven times. So no, but it, unprecedented. The, the, you know, Kurt Angle originally wanted to have his last match be against John Cena because that's who Cena's first match was, and it was going to be like a full circle thing for him, yeah. and that makes sense. And he, that match against Baron Corbin was absolutely a horrible match. He looked horrible. Yeah. Anything with Baron Corbin's usually a horrible match. Rick and but Kurt I digress. Rick and Kurt's last last match. I think we book it right now. It sounds like a movie. <laughs> it's it's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Zach and Mary make a porno. Yeah, 
Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, so maybe we're going to get to see Kurt Angle one more time. That would be awesome. I'd have no problem with that. I wouldn't either. Uh, Joe, the Mecca card that you're going to be having with FSW Vegas, and, of course, you can go to fswvegas.com and see everything that Joe's got going on there. Of course, if you want to be a wrestler, referee, or any aspect of professional wrestling, you can go check that out as well. But, Joe, this card that you've got shaping up, man, I'll tell you what, all-star roster. And I'm not kidding. What's going on with Mecca? Well, you know, if you're a fan of outside the WWE, you know, we have the MLW Heavyweight Champion. We have the MLW Openweight Champion with Davey Richards. We have Young Blood that's been signed by AEW in Toa Leona, used to be our tag champ. We have regulars of ours who literally just came back from a tour of Japan and Tito Escondido and Royce Isaacs and Tom Lawler and Jarrell Nelson, that the Wrecking Crew, and Danny Limelight. And I'll announce it here. The main event, obviously, since Karrion uh, Cross can no longer hold the uh, Mecca Grand Championship, for the second time it's been vacated because our wrestler actually signed with WWE. In the past, it was John Morrison. So we are going to have a triple threat ladder match to crown a new champion. Unfortunately, John Morrison is unable to appear. He's still uh, dealing with some injuries. So in place, we have the FSW heavyweight champion, Hammerstone. Uh, We have Impact Wrestling and FSW original, Chris Bay, and we just added another former FSW heavyweight champion to the triple threat match, and that's going to be Brian Cage. So, wow, we are that's some big know, boys in there. One of eight or nine great matches we have. You know, a bruiserweight match. We got Toa Leona going up against Tito Escondido, and you know that's you know definitely. A match I'm really excited about. Davey Richards is going to be on hand. We're going to have one of our crazy scramble matches. We have, uh, we just announced Chris Masters and Carlito. I'll announce it another one. They are going to be wrestling for the tag team titles as they go after TBD. Which is a a huge match for those guys. So, Carlito and Chris Masters. Wow. That show is just mind boggling. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Of course, uh, that is going to be at the Silver Nugget uh, coming up on October 23rd. I want to escape the Master Lock. Let's not. It's over. It is over. And speaking of that, the show's over. Guys, thanks for being with us on the Mark Hoke Show. We certainly do appreciate Joe DeFalco, Andrew Fish Fane. Another terrific couple hours. Thank you for being with us on KDWN 101.5 FM 720 AM, The Talk in Las Vegas. Guys, we will see you next week with more pro wrestling news and entertainment. Have a terrific Sunday, Las Vegas. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.podcast.